The following is a presentation of GeekGamer.tv. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Netflix Instant Streaming. Watch thousands of TV shows, episodes, movies, and more on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV absolutely instantly. All streamed to you by Netflix, saving you time, money, and hassle. For a free 30-day trial, please go to netflix.com slash geekgamer. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 238, recorded on Sunday, June 16th, 2013. Tri-Ball Multiball. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Presonus and the Studio Live 1602. In a footprint of less than two square feet, the compact 16 channel Studio Live offers eight mono input channels, and four stereo channels and provides 12 X-Max Class A solid-state mic preamps. For more information, please visit Presonus.com. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers, and it's time once again for the monthly pinball topic I like to call Geek Gamer Pinball. And we have two pinball all-stars joining us on the show this week. First off, the color commentator for all pinball at geekgamer.tv. Here he is, folks, Mr. Chase Nunes hey. and <laughs> <laughs> Bowen Kearns. Hey, Bowen, how's it going, man? Yeah, I consider myself more of a play-by-play man than a color man. Uh, you want Tom Mac if you want the color. No, I mean, you, you're it's giving background color. and stories. That's like what a color commentator does, though. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I suppose that makes me. Does that make me a former player? That's really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be. You don't. Don't knock. I mean, Bowen's old, but he's not out yet. Well, I and he's calling himself old on that one, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Bowen, Bowen's the one who got this show going tonight. So thank you, Bowen. Oh, it's all right. I um, uh, is this my equipment? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're the one who motivated me to uh, hit the record button. So. Murmur, 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 murmur. murmur. Also, also joining us is a nerd from Portland, but you may know him as Greg Dunlap. Hey, Greg. Hey, what up? The other color commentator play-by-play man for Geek Gamer TV Pinball. Yeah. How you doing, Greg? It's been a long time since I spoke to you. Good, good. Uh, you know, we uh, have a lot of pinball down here. I was just out playing some Metallica tonight. And what do you think of that game? Uh, it's hard to say. I haven't played enough of it to form an opinion yet, and I think the rules are still kind of unfinished, but we'll see. It's kind of fun to shoot. Now, did you play on a LE or a, uh, what are they calling it, pro version? Is that what the I have absolutely is? no idea. How would I tell? Uh, was there was there a uh, was there a big hammer that slammed the ball into the ground? There absolutely was not. Okay. That was, uh, then you were not playing an LE. Okay. <laughs> Did you feel like it was worth an extra two thousand dollars? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'll have Ellie. to play it to find out. Now, I, uh, the interesting thing about this Metallica was that it had a it had a pricing card that said dollar play, but it was only set to fifty cents. So that was nice. That seems like a mistake. Smart. Are you sure it wasn't two for a dollar? Hmm. So it could have been two for a dollar. 
So was this the well, hammer that you were talking about, Bowen? This is uh, from PinballSoul.com. This this hammer next to the snake is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not familiar enough with the bands and know what these things are. Uh, and uh, I, I've played the the Metallica Pro a few times, and I've been I'm pretty impressed by it. Uh, I like the shot flow. I think it's another good play field from Borg, uh, and uh, I really like the rules design. I think that Lyman. Sheets does a fantastic job of creating rules that are uh, similar in feel to other games that you feel familiar enough with them and while you're playing them you know what's going on but at the same time it doesn't feel cookie cutter it doesn't feel like you're doing the exact same thing in this case you shoot shots and they add value to other shots like you shoot the electric chair and it'll light up electric chairs and other shots in the game uh, and so you start to build up value on the entire play field by playing the whole thing instead of just concentrating on one goal. It's it's uh, it's good risk reward. I, I'm I'm very impressed with the game, and the rules design. Uh, I think that it's a winner. I mean, I'm not sure whether I'll like it as much as ACDC. I really like ACDC, so I guess that makes me a Beavis and not a butthead. <laughs> well, is that maybe because of the fact that on ACDC, your song picking and there's a lot of strategy involved. The rules are a little bit more deeper in ACDC than they are probably in Metallica? Is that probably the reason why you're leaning that way? Well, it's unclear because Metallica is so new that uh, where the depth of the rules will go, we don't know right now. Uh, the thing I, I really like about ACDC is how the game is constantly shifting, where you'll be wanting to shoot ramps for a while, and then by song decision, you'll be wanting to shoot loops, and then you'll be wanting to shoot drop targets. And uh, then as the game goes on, you start to get close to Encore, the wizard, and you, you have to make similar decisions about whether to, to risk it and go for Encore or play it safe and, and try to cash points on the modes you're working on. There's constantly all these decisions you're making to cash in your points or play for higher stakes. And I think that that's, that's the thing that I don't think the way Metallica is set up, that they'll be able to do that. Metallica has a more traditional stacking structure where there's three or four different goals. And you can get them all going at the same time or you can get one at a time. But if you bring things and other things, it's worth more. Uh, so that, in that sense, it's a little more like uh, some of the other games that, that have, have done very well, like Monster Bash and uh, Medieval Madness. It's got a little bit of the flavor of those games, but it's not the same cookie-cutter design as those games. Uh, and I don't want to say that Monster Bash was cookie-cutter, but to make a game that plays exactly like Monster Bash would be cookie-cutter, I think. Right. Greg, would you uh, agree or disagree with that? I'm not well. I'm not as much of a fan of ACDC as Bowen is, but that's also probably because I haven't played the game enough to figure it out. And I've played like a hundred games of ACDC, and I've still never really figured out the rules, um, which is interesting. Um, but I do think ACDC, uh, having only played about ten games of Metallica, I do think ACDC is a more fun playfield to shoot. Um, and um, but I like Metallica, the band, so. I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to say at this point, especially with the way that the the stern rule sets are constantly in flux right uh, all the time these days because it's so easy to update the software and they make significant rule changes between revs, which is sort of an interesting um, thing that's going on in pinball right now that has never really happened in the past. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes when it gets more finished. Is the run of musical pinball sheens over I mean, we have Metallica, we have ACDC, obviously there's Guns N' Roses out there. Are we done or are we going to still are we going to see the Yanni machine come around soon here? I think one of the things that Stern's doing with these things is they're trying to find themes that that are a little more timeless than they have in the past. 
Um, like they only seem to be doing movie themes that are tied to a series of movies rather than just one movie and stuff like this. It gives them a little more freedom in scheduling and it means that the games maybe had a little bit of a more longer shelf life. So from that perspective, I would be surprised if this was the end of the music games. What do you think, Mr. Bowen? Uh, there are probably still a few more music games they could they could chase. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past them to try to do another Kiss Machine sometime in the near future. Uh, and you know, there's already been a classic Kiss Machine, and they did Rolling Stones, and maybe they should try to do that again and just try to get everybody to get all about it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I agree with Greg that they're taking they're not taking chances with their licenses, which is which is a good, uh, probably a very smart business decision. I like uh, putting out Avengers. You know it's going to be a, it's going to be good. And uh, Iron Man after after the second movie, and the, the rumor is that they're going to do a Star Trek pinball machine based on the new Star Trek movies. But uh, no, nobody really is completely certain of whether that's happening or not. If it is, they've got two movies worth of backstory, and they already know it's a hit, and they already know it's a popular franchise, so it would work. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect them to do, for example, a Superman machine, because there's no real, uh, real clear, clear uh, idea that, that that franchise is going to continue. The the only wrench I have to throw into that is, I guess, Tron. Right? I mean, Tron. It was the first movie since what 1980 was the first Tron movie. So to say, well, they they put their eggs and they're like, okay, we're going to put out a machine based on Tron. Yes, there's a sequel scheduled, but it hasn't been put out yet. Uh, does that argument really still hold up, though? Fine, fine. It does not. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was uh, just throwing that out there. I got nothing. I I mean, the, uh, like, like, why would why would uh, why would Williams make a Doctor Who pinball machine? You know, in some case, in some some cases, it's uh, it's Stern motivating the license. Like either somebody at Stern who really liked Tron, maybe it came through to them through Disney because of their previous work with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that they they said, well, this is going this is our next big movie, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a franchise. Uh, and to some extent, you have to guess. Right. And there have yeah. definitely been some wrong guesses in the past, like Congo or uh, Demolition Man. Johnny uh, turned out to be reasonably okay. Johnny Mnemonic, Waterworld, yeah. uh, uh, Under Barbell Siege. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the rumor is that uh, that the Star Trek Next Generation pinball was going to be under siege? Yep. based on the Seagal nope. films, and then uh, and then it either got yanked or or they realized they didn't want to do it or something happened. And thank God because uh, that that uh, I think it came out a lot better for it. I do think that the uh, demographics of, of of Tron meets the pinball demographics pretty solidly too. So that probably played into it. Yeah, good music, good theme. Nerdy. Hot chicks on the back glass. What, Jem? Wait, you don't think she's hot? Well, they just put then they just put out new they just put out a new back glass with like the the two girls who were in the movie, one who's in the movie for like a minute and a half and then the other one the Olivia Wilde character. Uh what is that? Like so that people boys can buy $300 worth of 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 a picture and it seems to be working that they're selling like a bunch of them. They so are. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Well, the, the future we'll see probably another sci-fi theme. There's like you said, rumors that it's going to be star Trek. There's actually more rumors that 
we've seen the end of possibly a DMD, that it's going to be a color screen on, on the back glass for Star Trek if Stern is making a Star Trek. We do know that they have the license. That 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 is public knowledge that is out there, that they got oh, yeah. that. Yep. So, that Star Trek uh, website, there's been acknowledgement that Stern does have the license and has... Has an agreement, but that doesn't mean a game will will all, will definitely happen. Right. Seems sure seems likely though. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a pin version. Oh, <laughs> the pin. Do we know how well that's been doing for them? I haven't seen any news about that. I think that is your answer. Ah. There you go. Is, is that basically because if people are going to spend what is it twenty five or thirty five hundred dollars on a, a machine that's dare I say limited? They might as well just go ahead and get a full, legit pinball machine in a way. Is that what you think? I don't know. I mean, I know if I was going to spend $2,500 on a game, I would just go buy a Demo Man or a Whitewater or a Scare yeah. Stiff. <laughs> That's just Agreed. me, though. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Uh, well, let's let's shift gears here, and let's talk a little bit about a big thing that we were all a part of, and it was very, very successful. And that is the Papa TV Kickstarter project. Woo! Yes, it uh, oh, it was snap. a it was a thirty day funding campaign. the 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 goal was a measly twenty thousand dollars. It blew That's, through that. Uh, twenty thousand dollars is still a lot of money. I know. I'm not discounting it, that at all. Uh, Fifty eight thousand eight hundred eight eight is a lucky number in the Chinese world. How fast did you blow through that twenty thousand? Two days. It was actually uh, inside of the first 24 hours that the Papa TV Kickstarter earned its its $20,000. Now, you say, uh, I, I, I answer that as sort of, I don't know whether I feel like I'm part of it or not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It's kind of weird uh, because I don't get it. I'm not. Wait, wait, Bowen, I swear, I, I thought I saw you in that video. Was, you were you there know, in the video. It definitely makes it uh, a part of it, but uh, I, I can speak on behalf of, of some of the things for Papa, but I, I just... You can't speak officially, yeah. Work yeah. for Papa, I've just volunteered time for them here and there. Yeah. Uh, and I happened to be in Pittsburgh at the time we were recording that video because we were already setting up for Pinburg. And we had that's why we had that belt ready to go. If it if it were like a week earlier or a week later, we wouldn't have had that belt because it was either already gone to Italy or not even available yet. Fair enough. But yeah, so it's uh, it's it's really incredible, and uh, I've I've seen some of the some of the plans, and I've seen some of the the things that are happening. Uh, so, for example, Mark Steinman was out in Colorado to. Uh, supervised the the tournament that was out there at Lions Colorado last month for Lions Spring Classic uh, at uh, Lions Classic Arcade, and um, he was able to shoot some video up there of some private collections as well as the the Lions Arcade itself. Uh, and I think that uh, what what a few of the things that Papa TV are going to try to do. One of them is to bring bring it more about the the culture of pinball and try to bring it to people who would not normally know about pinball even maybe bring bring games to uh uh to to places where the the pinball is not normally played uh, and if you went on reddit you might have seen that are are you talking about the uh i got to find the picture now but <laughs> sorry i i should have i should have you, you uh, should you're leading into it i know where you're going get get your picture ready yeah go uh, ahead yeah you can tell the story uh, there uh but some of the other things that Papa TV is going to do is also to try and uh, organize and 
incorporate some of the wide variety of resources that are out there for pinball right now. Like, I mean, you have to go, say you want to know where games are in your city. There's pinball map, but then there's this other app. Then there's the, the thing on pin side that has the games and people are adding things in all these places. And I, I think that we want it. I, we want Papa TV to kind of be a resource that, that people can jump off from also. Uh, and can can incorporate some of the great work that others in the community have already done for pinball instead of trying to replace or uh, make just another thing that's doing the same thing as these other places. So if some if some group of people is already doing something really positive for pinball, I think that Papa TV wants to make sure that that is recognized and available to players as well as uh, all of the things that it's it's going to be doing with the video. Now the one the one cool thing is uh, when when you get the uh, the internet community like Reddit for example involved, it's it's pretty remarkable. There was a uh, so this was just randomly posted to the uh, WTF subreddit, and it was upvoted twenty forty times, two thousand forty times, and uh, some guy there just uh, just playing a little bit of fishtails there in the middle of the uh, is that the Allegheny River or what what river are they playing in there? <laughs> I I don't know my rivers. Uh, I don't even know what state this was in. So, um, but uh, there is there a second picture available, or is this, this is the this, only picture that I got? That's the oh. only one that I've seen. Yeah, there's a second picture as well, um, which makes it a little more a little more clear what is happening. Uh, but uh, what you've got there is, uh, and some of you may recognize the player, John Replogo. That's Replogo. Yeah. So it's John Replogo, who also is a Papa volunteer like me, uh, who uh, is out there in the river playing the fishtails. He's doing that some fishing. A, that he is a live game. Like that is not. He's he is. It's not a, a fake play. It's a real play. He was briefly on our live stream from Pinburg as well, wasn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, it's those kind of. Uh, pictures and those kind of uh you know reactions from people that i think that's really going to bring pinball back more to the masses and, and more to the general public and uh you know uh one good thing is uh to get pinball back to people to play are pinball shows and expos uh one of the big ones that happened in the in the northwest and, and i i got a chance to see martin Ab of, of pinball news he he put a a very nice beautiful uh, picture. Uh, what do you call those picture articles? Uh, a montage, uh, if you will, of uh, of the of the uh, of the whole show. Uh, they moved to a brand new venue this year in Tacoma, Washington, mm. and uh, this year all the machines, everything was in basically just one big room, as you could see here in the in the picture. And uh, the very nice thing about it is the the loadout bays were all at uh, ground level, which made uh, load up of machines very easy. There was a huge tournament; seventy two people participated in the open tournament. I want to say just around seventy for the classics. Uh, big names in the pinball world also uh, gave speeches and seminars there at the show. Greg, I don't think I saw you up here. I was very disappointed. No, I was uh, tra I was traveling the week before, and I had just landed at ten o'clock the night, uh, Friday night, and uh, I was I was thinking about driving up with a couple of other local players who went, and I was just too tired. I had just been going nonstop with work for the last three weeks, and I was just beat. 
No worries, man. But there, well, it wasn't like driving to Seattle. You only had to drive to Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, that extra half hour makes all the difference. It does in it traffic. Does. It, I, I can vouch for it actually mattering in different in specific <laughs> situations. I mean, th- there was a Jupiter crush there at the show, uh, Greg. And, and not only that, there was a Wizard of Oz. There was a Hercules. There were not one, not two, but three Rotation 8 machines as well. I've actually never played that game. Oh, I'm just—I was. Every I was, time I've seen one, it's been broken. Well, actually, one of <laughs> one of them was broken for the for the weekend. But uh, but that was the uh, from what they were telling me, this was the largest collection of rotation eights ever under one roof at one place in one time. So probably the manufacturing complex that produced the rotation eight <laughs> in the first place might have beaten that record. Yeah, it that's rem- true. But it reminds me of uh, what T.J. Byer did at the first California Extreme in 1997. Uh, he he got on a binge of buying uh, baby Pac-Man, uh, and actually had five, I believe, five working baby Pac-Man machines available for play at the tournament at uh, not at the tournament at the show at CalExtreme, and it was uh, it was ridiculous. There was there was no need for it, but that's that's okay. Uh, it, it really was amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like a it looks like a great show. I mean, it was one hundred and thirty some pinball machines total. Yeah, I think hundred uh, uh, hundred and thirty six pinball machines and one hundred and eighty video games. So yes. you should have had everybody play all at once, and you could have set a world record. Really? <laughs> Actually, Papa could probably do that, right? I mean, they got more pinball machines probably under one place than anywhere, right? Yeah, it was a little bit of a non sequitur, but uh, a month ago, a group of people in uh, uh, um, in the Toronto area organized a free play day in a big mall in in in, in Toronto, I believe. It was really pretty cool that uh, anybody could just go in and play pin. But uh, they also arranged a stunt where they had one person play on each of the 100 machines all at the same time while someone from Guinness was watching. And set the world record for the most number of pinball machines played at once in one place, and the, so the the existing world record is one hundred. Right, uh, which is ridiculous because, of course, at Pinburg we had f- at least four hundred. Yeah, I mean, playing having all of the games played at once is uh, is the requirement. I, I can't tell you how many games were played at once. I do know that there were one hundred matches going on at once at Pinburg in any given round. So, so what does it take to get the guys from uh, from the Guinness Record people just to show up and say, "Hey, um, we like to set a record. Can you come down and verify it? Is that how it works?" It's like uh, I think so, right? Or maybe just know. fill out a web form or something. I don't know. It's 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 uh it's this 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 thing. What's that? What, what what's that hand motion? I don't know what that means. That is the uh, that is the universal sound of money. Oh, I uh, I, I couldn't hear that. Sorry. So although you can uh, you can record something and submit it to Guinness for them to judge it for free, uh, they they seem motivated to want to send someone to these events, uh, and they they they're good PR. I mean, like that that thing which was the Stratford Festival for uh, uh, Tommy. You know, here we are. We're talking about it here. So their PR was clearly a success. If if it gets notice, if it gets on uh, on. The, on TV, on the radio, on newspapers, uh, and people talking about it, then it was a success. And I think that, that to some extent, that's what this was. It was a PR stunt. Talking about successes of a worldwide scale, 
You see how I did that? That's that's, that's, uh, that's, a segue. Uh, W, or IFPA World Pinball Championship 2013 was held in Germany this past year. Actually, this past month, uh, May 31st through June 2nd in a little town in Germany at a nondescript white building that just had an IFPA banner on it. But inside, there were over 160 pinball machines in the hall. And is that a world record? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Bowen, who, who won this tournament? I it was uh, pop, uh, IFPA ten was won by Jorgen Holm from uh, Sweden. He also finished in the final four at Pinburg this year, and so he's uh, he's strong. He's really been a great player for many years, and we've seen him at lots of events. And this is uh, not his first major victory, but the first uh, the first victory that uh, as at at that specific level of championship. And not only that, but the uh, Europeans also won the uh, the Epstein Cup, which is Europe versus USA. So wasn't that the first time that's ever occurred as well? Was that a first at this year? I yeah, think the first a, time the Epstein a, Cup has happened? Oh, no. Uh, I think so, right? I thought this was... I think it was. A nice, it's kind of a nice idea. Uh, and Papa used to, uh, to, have, to have this country championship that the... Uh, these the European players would organize uh, and play on the the other hall machines, and they would they would play in this this the format that the Epstein Cup now uses, which is several players from the U.S. competing against several players from Europe on different games picked by both groups. And so IFPA is formalizing this now. In uh, it's a nice it's it's charity thing. It's uh, uh it it also honors Steve Epstein, who's really uh, the, the the biggest motivator for, for me and for a lot of people for getting into competitive pinball in the first place. So it's really nice to see Steve being honored uh, for his, his contributions to pin the founder uh, of Papa. and uh, he's, he was there too. He was so, so they, they looked like they were having a great time uh, as it was, uh, you know, uh, go Europe or something, but uh, they're, they're going to, they're just going to have to go down the next time. Do we know where the the next uh, world championship is being held? Uh, the next the next world pinball championship uh, of any kind uh, will be held in Pittsburgh was, in August. See, I was but tossing that up there. Come your, on. your actual question probably referred to IFPA eleven, which has uh, not been announced yet, but uh, everyone seems to be saying it's going to happen in the Denver area. Ooh. Perhaps at the Lions Classic Pinball. Perhaps at another location if the Lions Classic Pinball is not big enough. Now, a month ago, there was a tournament there for uh, 64 players, a match play tournament, and uh, it, it was it was capacity. Like it was it was tough to make that happen. Uh, it was great great for them, and I, I'm really appreciative. I wish I could have gone, and uh, Adam Lefkoff uh, and uh, Kevin Kevin Carroll. Uh, they they organized a great event out there, but I worry if you had IFP out there, would it be would it be over capacity, or would you really want your final game on? Uh, you want to be eliminated on Kismet? I don't think so. <laughs> the Papa Sixteen World Championships are in August, August eighth through eleventh in beautiful Scott Township, Pennsylvania. I've been it, it, saying there's that a, a typo lot. there. It says that Keith Elwin has already won. That 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 is not verified yet. He does not officially win until August. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Now, there is though a Papa Circuit event coming up in this next week. So if you're listening to it live, it's 
exactly six days from now. This weekend in my hometown of Marysville, Washington, it is the Northwest Pinball Championships. I don't know why it says Seattle, because it's not in Seattle. It's in Marysville, but that's okay. Technicality. Who lives in Marysville? I do. That's all right. And by the way, if you if you want Bowen, you're more than welcome to stay here if if you need a place to place to crash. Uh, next weekend, my sister in law is getting married, uh, so I will be there. All right, fair enough. What about you, Greg? Are you coming up for the Northwest Pinball Championships, a circuit event? I absolutely am. Me and Noah Davis, uh, who we saw in the finals at Pinburg this year, and Sweet. another local player, Dennis Brenhog and Keith Ellen, are all driving up from Portland. Very nice. Very nice. And. Yeah, and uh, you know that uh, you say it's a Papa Circuit event, but really it's an event that uh, Kaylee George and Eden Stam have been running for several years, very successfully, uh, growing every year, uh, and they they really put on something uh, very professional. Uh, so so they they're the ones uh, responsible for making this work, and uh, Papa is basically only a sponsor. Uh, adds adds a little bit to the value, and maybe a few people will show up uh, for the uh, the circuit opportunity. But uh, they, they, it's a great event, really one of the best tournaments of the year in, in the U.S., so I, I highly recommend it, and I wish I could go. Yeah, we'll miss you, man. Miss you. Uh, I, I will say proudly that you know, uh, Geek Gamer TV was there last year. Really, I, one of the true pioneers of live pinball broadcasting because we had a, uh, it was just one of those luck draws where we had a piece of equipment, <laughs> and we were testing it out, and we saw one of the most epic games of jackbot ever and thousands of people watched that live and have watched it since then and i know there probably won't be a jackbot this year i'm a little sad for that i, I wish there would be a jackbot up here but uh but are we going to be doing any streaming this year uh no um okay. and, and and that's just because of the fact that um i i don't have the 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 that piece of equipment uh mm-hmm. part part of the problem in doing live internet broadcasting, as a lot of people realize, is bandwidth. You need to have decent bandwidth if you want to do that live. Um, and so, since this building is actually physically detached from the hotel, there's no way to ta- uh, tap into the hotel's broadband. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, that wouldn't be available to us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, well. This is actually, uh, for, for Papa Circuit going forward, say two years from now, yeah. one of the goals of the Kickstarter was to, uh, in three third year, in 2014, 2015, to try and live cast all of the circuit, uh, so all 12 events. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that we're going to be in, a, in sort of a feeling out period to see what is possible, what, what can be done, and, and uh, this... The, the issues of equipment are now uh, a little a little easier to solve. But these issues of bandwidth are harder to solve. You go to some events, uh, like like Chase, you said you went to the the Penny Arcade Expo and had trouble with the bandwidth there, and that's that's like an enormous convention. It was it was one of the worst things ever. We had a uh, a great piece of a technology called the Live View Unit. Uh, news organizations use this all over the world, and the great thing about it is it tethers in fourteen different cellular connections, four G and three G. Uh, to give you basically one big bandwidth pipe to send your video and broadcast. Well, we had it at the Northwest Championships. It worked great. We took it down to E3 in Los Angeles. It worked great there. Then we took it to PAX in Seattle. And there's a lot of nerds, a lot of geeks there at PAX, myself included. Everybody's on their cell phones saturating 
the nodes. We It was so hard and difficult for us to broadcast. So no matter what kind of technology you have, you're sometimes at the, at the limit of uh, the infrastructure that's existing. And we were. And that's the way it goes. It happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I know that we've uh, we've talked about. Well, even if we can't do it live, we got to get it on tape. Uh, we have to get it recorded. And so I know Mark Steinman and I. We you know we've been chatting about you know equipment and how things work. And at bare minimum, even if we can't broadcast it live, it's gonna be it's gonna be taped live. So we'll get something out there to people that they can watch and, and we can turn around quickly. I think that's with very commentary important. and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the whole thing is, uh, really what I threw together, uh, for Pinberg was, was all up here in my head and trying to figure out how to do things better next time. You know, like I'm, I'm already thinking, okay, well we can do this thing better. And, uh, the good news is I'm, I'm friends with, uh, uh, the guys who make the Wirecast software, and I've already told them, hey, I would love it if the software could do this. Uh, like one thing we want to do, rotate, like rotate, <laughs> like rotate images, so we don't have to shoot a camera onto a screen. And the re a lot of people were wondering, well, why couldn't you just splice into it? And we could, but then it would be this way. Mm -hmm. And then, it, and a lot of people, uh, and by this way, I mean uh, what horizontal instead of vertical. Right. And, and a lot of people are like, well, I missed the, the the old way videos were done. Uh, we've seen those comments even on the Papa blog. And the one thing that I can say to those people is we're trying to take pinball to the mainstream. Right. A that's lot, that's and, a very different a very different audience. Different presentation. Difference that yeah. than the audience that receives a lot of those videos right now. Uh, yeah. So like people who watch those videos, they'll see Elwin they'll see Elwin play from top down. And they, they kind of they may already know who Elwin is. Or they'll see Josh Henderson and they're like, okay, that's that guy from that thing. Where if that's your only camera, you can't see the player's reaction. You can't really talk about them because they don't they don't know what they look like. Uh, all you see is their hands. Uh, and uh, bring in the scoreboard camera, bring in the uh, bring in the uh, the player shot. Uh, all of these little little details that that add up to a lot. And they add up to something that uh, that can be a real broadcast. Uh, I, I I definitely I mean I don't disagree with those people, but they they are they are they're gonna they're hooked. They're gonna watch whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't mean to disparage how how <laughs> adamant they are as fans because it's terrific. You love to have fans, and I'm so happy that these that there are people out there willing to watch these videos in the first place. Yeah, but. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep watching. These are those are the people who want the all twenty two cameras for the NFL games. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, um, although those are available and they're nice to have, the 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 vast majority of people don't want to watch that camera. Yeah, they want to get a fuller experience and they want to get. I think I think the thing that really made change that though is the is the commentary. Like I I still can't watch a pinball pinball game being played from from a YouTube if, if there isn't any description or something happening after a minute or two I'm just like all right all right somebody playing pinball whatever uh, like uh, even the videos of Lyman playing Metallica there those are about as good as they get and he's showing the features of the game and it's like brand new footage uh, I I ended up tuning out of it at some point and going like okay okay it's Metallica it's still Metallica but if there were some voice over there saying Here's what's happening and why. I think that it would it changes the it changes the product and it changes the potential audience. Well, we we got a lot of comments from people. You know, when when you and I were commenting, Bowen, and same thing with you and I, Greg. 
where people were very appreciative of the fact that we're giving them background above the game, background of the players, giving them the full picture of what's happening. And I think that's the key to appeal it to a larger audience. If you don't do that and you only appeal to just the the uh, the fans, if you will, or the the pinball players, it's not going to grow. You you have to, you know, dare I say, dumb it down a little bit and show people, all right, this is how you do it. This is what it's about. And I had a lot of people. It can who, grow. It, it can right. still grow, but then, but you're you're setting a limit yeah. uh, of of how it can grow, and then you're you're going to rely on the access to the game to carry the audience instead of the, the broadcast to carry people to figure out where the game is. And, uh, I mean, the, you, you, one comparison, a couple of comparisons I can make are to Magic tournaments and and League of Legends. And like I've watched a couple of League of Legends broadcasts, and I have no clue what is going on. And the broadcasters don't seem to be interested in bringing it to my level either. They're talking about whatever specific thing that's happening. Uh, and it's it's way above me. And, and so I, I can't watch those. But thousands of people do. They have an audience and they, they clearly have a product that's a broadcast. Uh, and yeah. Magic Gathering is a little bit the same way, although I, I had some experience playing Magic and, and competing. So I kind of get a feel for what's going on. But it's 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 definitely... I think magic is too difficult to explain away in a way that pinball isn't. Like you can you can talk about core skills, you can talk about specific shots and strategies in in ways that that live under, are understood by someone who isn't really a pinball player. Well, one thing I always like to sometimes equivalent to is dare I say it, it's not really much on TV anymore. I know it's still on ESPN occasionally, but bowling. When I was growing up, I would always watch bowling on Saturday afternoons on ABC. And even though, yeah, I knew how to bowl and I could throw a ball down the lane, I loved watching these professional players just bowl their, their you know hearts out, if you will, and have good, <laughs> intelligent commentary. And then they would have the Nelson Juniors tip of the week in the middle of that. And I could envision that happening where bowling... Sir, sir Nelson, Nelson Burton, Burton Jr. Jr. That's right. Nelson Burton Jr. Get yes. it right. Yes. <laughs> where like like we could have something like that where Bowen, you know, you have your now it's time for Bowen Kern's tip of the week. And Are you saying that I'm an old washed up player who can't actually win anything ever again? I see how it is. I well, no, I would never say that. You you have a trophy right there to prove me wrong. That's I a would never participation say that to trophy from a soccer uh, league. <laughs> my on that. What was that, Greg? I was going to say I would never say that to Bowen's face. <laughs> It's easy to say it over Skype, though. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's fair enough. But no, but, uh, but that's 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 where it needs to go. And I mean, I I at age six, I had that that uh, thing called my book about me, where I filled in all like all the details of what I want to be when I grow up. And I wrote professional bowler. Yeah, uh, baby. In the box because I wanted to be Marshall Holman yes. or Earl Anthony. Uh, and I I actually feel like I've come about as close as I ever possibly could to that. Uh, with what I with what I do with pinball, because I'm definitely not not good enough at bowling to ever pull that off. But uh, I didn't know about pinball at that point, and uh, maybe we'll get some people who are uh, who who will want to watch this on broadcast. And I don't know, I I'm biased, but I feel like it's more interesting. Bowling is good, but uh, pinball has pinball has a little more variety to it and uh, a little more action. Yep, and it's it's happening right in front of you and. It's 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 something we haven't really been able to get right. 
uh, for, for, for the many years that it's been available. And maybe now we can. Well, the, the best uh, part... I def- Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. I definitely had some friends who are not into pinball at all who were telling me that when we were doing it at Pinburg that they ended up unexpectedly drawn into it and stuck and watching it all day. And and it was exactly because of the commentary and the and the background that we're able to give on the games and the players because it was able to give them a background on things happening. And I mean, in the uh, in the circuit final, we of course had the had the advantage that we had a great story with Daniele coming up from the bottom and making whoa, whoa, his way whoa, whoa, all the way Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That's all. That's all. Oh, all of those crap. Sorry. And all the way through round fourteen, sir. I forgot we haven't broadcast all those yet. Um, <laughs> we had a great story watching a player attempt to make his way all the way through the thing from the bottom, um, and you know, grinding out these games hour after hour, which was incredible. Um, but also, just things like you know, people don't realize how much skill there is in pinball. People don't realize how how much um how much how much ball control techniques there are how much strategy there is in the games and we're able to bring that out a lot and, you know i i occasionally you know people people who are friends of mine want to see me play pinball and you show them all sorts of tricks and ball juggling and stuff like that and they've just got no idea you know and so i think that when people see what's possible it makes them more interested and want to get better and and want to get involved and so i think all those things are really great well, well, to the credit, I mean, we we had, uh, I mean, these these players, what they do, they make it look so easy. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, we we were watching from the broadcast booth, and what they were doing the, these dead passes, live catches. Uh, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Trent, Trent Augustine who just walked up. First flip on Iron Man was a live catch. Iron Man, a live catch on the right flip. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It's like, wow. I mean, (laughs) that's the kind of stuff that's really cool. And I'm really looking forward uh, to helping out Papa in whatever shape we can to help uh, push this to the next level. Because if... Magic the Gathering can be on television, if bowling can be on television for, you know, 20 plus years, there's room and darts and every other, you know... Poker. Poker. Why not pinball? And it should be, and it has to be. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there were there were like, I, I collected a few uh, of the Twitter comments, and like we had the guy who's the the host for fighting game community, uh, and doing those broadcasts. And he's got, uh, he's like, anyone who doesn't believe a pinball skill, you missed this. There was so much execution, strategy, and physical prowess on display. And he, he people, uh, I think at one point uh, we haven't seen it yet, but Elwin does some tap passing on a game and people watching the live stream were just mesmerized by it. They're like, how is that physically possible for someone to do that? Uh, and, uh, and, and then, you know, how would you even think to do it too? Some of these oh, yeah. skills, it just looks like magic. Just, you just don't even, I would never in decades of playing pinball have thought, Oh, I, I can tap the flipper button with a, a light, a light brush and it'll just bop the ball over to the other side. It's a miracle. Uh, once you, once you know it's there, there's so much, so much available and it opens the game up. Uh, and I'm still learning. That's it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it was watching those broadcasts, you know, that made me realize how much in the modern game, how much how important live catching is, and it's made me try to learn to to practice to figure that out to bring my game up to speed. So I mean, even me, I've been playing competitive pinball for 20 years, and uh, and that stuff's driving me still too. So mm-hmm. it's it's really incredible to to see, and it, and it's and it's one of those things that. I can't wait for the next level. You know, we're just on the tip of the iceberg now with the thanks to, you know, equipment being at a more reasonable cost where someone 
literally like me, where you know I, I don't make much of anything, am able to scrounge and, and make things happen. Now we have the great power of the community behind us, and you know a lot of people got behind. Seven hundred twenty-four people, all of you. Thank you. And also, there's many more of you that didn't get involved in the Kickstarter project, but are still v- very much a big supporter of, of pinball and pop in general. And you know, really, thank you to all of you who uh, helped push this because literally, you know, thousands of people watch that live uh, broadcast of Pinberg, and there's gonna be some very, very cool things coming down the road. I can't wait to show them to you guys. So yeah, and it's not stuff. just pop; there yeah. are all, all these other league organizers and and people just uh, running their butts off and volunteering time and effort in communities all over the world. Uh, and uh, you know, the the internet allows us to 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 come together and yell at each other, uh, or to sometimes do things together as a group. Uh, and I'm hopeful that that Papa TV will uh, be be one of those uniters where uh, we can we can really bring this forward in a way that that gets noticed uh, and gets gets out there to lots of people. There there are so many people in the world who just don't know about pinball at all. Yeah. Uh, and if there's opportunities for us to reach those people, uh, it, it would be wonderful. Yeah. Well, you guys, I I think that's a good chance and opportunity, kind of put a nice little bow on things and, and wrap things up here. Uh, first off, I, I want to say a big thanks to, to this gentleman right here from the, really the pinball mecca of the Northwest, <laughs> Mr. Greg Dunlap, which I'll, I'll see this weekend, by the way. So you have a nice, yeah. have yeah. A nice uh, safe drive up north. Uh, Thank for, you. For me, it's only about five, ten minutes. So, But for you, it's going to be a little while. Are you staying at the hotel? Um, no, I'm staying with a friend, um, but, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully I won't be uh, available to do any commentary for you this weekend because I'll be in the finals. You know so. what? I, I said the same thing last <laughs> in Pinfrey. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> See, that's, and, then, and then, lo and behold. It happens. Yeah. Bowen Kearns, the pinball color commentator of Geek Gamer TV and, and Papa TV and any other. If we, if we put a camera on pinball and a microphone, I know you would take it. Oh, and and Sparky, that guy. Oh, that and I forgot to mention and and the uh, the yeah. <laughs> if people were around the the pre show, they would know. Uh, and you're on Twitter. I forgot to mention Bowen uh, at Bowen Kearns, B O W E N K E R I N S. Yeah, there's nothing really to hear there. It's just pinball and math. Math's fun, and also Greg, you're on Twitter. Hey Rocker, that's right. Hey Rocker, are you a rocker? I didn't even. What what's the culmination of that? Uh, that uh, came from my time when I was involved in the punk rock scene in Chicago, oh. um, helping to book shows and work at record labels. Oh, very good. And uh, my Twitter is all uh, punk rock, pinball, and uh, Drupal. Drupal. Yeah, I need to talk to you about Drupal. I tried Drupal once. I wasn't very good with it. Hmm. He's very. This man is pretty good with the the Drupal. The Drupals. You guys. Yeah. yeah so the show's coming up. They're definitely uh, Northwest uh, Pinball Championship next weekend. Good yes. deal. California Extreme is uh, less than a month away in uh, near San Jose, California. Yep. Uh, and uh, I I don't know too much else about what's in the calendar in July. There's there's a tournament up in Canada, uh, Canadian Championship. And I think uh, it's in Toronto. Guys, yep. Rackalope guys are running events uh, throughout the East Coast. There's one; they just ran another one today, and they're running two more in uh, the end of July uh, near near DC, I think. Oh, sweet! sweet. Oh no, no, they run the ones running this weekend were in DC. The ones are running in July are, are near New York City. 
And then, of course, the Papa World Championships in August. Oh, those things? The, I mean, those no one goes things, to those. Yeah. No one goes. It's in a small little town out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With a, a, a white nondescript building. With a, a white sign. nondescript building with That's a banner right. on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the river. Hey, uh, I want to say a big thank you to all you guys watching and listening to the show. If you have any comments or questions that you want to present uh, to future shows, uh, you can always send us your emails weekly at geekgamer.tv. Thank you so much for watching the show. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you next time for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. For Mr. Greg Dunlap, Bone Currents, my name is Chase Noose. We Until we all talk again, we're all silent. And since John's not here, I will say this. Good night, Grayson.